Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with episode number 104 of The Yakking Show. This is the show for awakening you to new perspectives for a changing world. And a quick request, if you like our show, please subscribe to the channel you're watching or listening on. It helps our guests get more exposure, and you might be a guest one day, and then you would like the exposure too. As always, we have interesting guests lined up for you. Today's is no exception. But it's not my job to introduce our guest. Kathleen does it so much better than I do. So first, let me welcome my co-host, Kathleen Beauvais in Waterloo. Welcome, Kathleen, and how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Peter, and thank you all so very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you, and we love reading your comments, so please keep them coming. And if anyone out there is interested in being a guest on the show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. And I think you're going to find today's episode rather interesting. Uh, let's welcome Cynthia Toet to the show. Hello, Cynthia. How are you? I'm doing fine. I hope everybody's doing great themselves out there. <laughs> so, Cynthia, you use your intuitive abilities to help others see where they are out of alignment with their life's purpose. Can yes. you uh, tell our audience a little bit more about your, <clears throat> your background and how you came upon this particular career path? I, um, I was about, I was, when I was about 19, I was in a, a room full of people. We were all sitting in a circle and they all kind of like said, well, Cynthia is the most successful person in the room. And I like, was like, what? Because I was really shy at that time. I thought I was shy, but <laughs> I thought nobody saw me. And so I asked them, why do you think that? And they said, well, because you know how to um, communicate well and you know how to take our stories and give us a story that feeds our soul. And they all told me I should be a psychiatrist. And I said, oh, no, I'm not going to have the world steal my gift away. <laughs> and um, then life went on. And I really, uh, I just kept being me and um uh, I guess uh, when I was in my 30s is really started hitting me really good. I worked at a Hallmark and, and when I went into Hallmark, everybody was kind of gloomy because it was in uh, a warehouse setting and I'd walk in and within five minutes that gloominess all went away because the sunshine came in and that was me. Because <laughs> people have their stories that they're sharing and the stories that they share or the sad stories, or the gloomy stories, or the ones that, you know, life just isn't working. And within moments, I would be able to take whatever they were telling me and show them how their life was working for them. And that's where I started finding out that, hey, I want, I want to be able to help people live a happier life by the way we, our, our mind process goes. So we want to change the, the process of it if it feels heavy, we have a story in there that's made it feel heavy. And let's mm. see what we can do to bring a, a softer light to that story. Okay, we're going to get into more detail about that in, in a few moments. But reading your website, something that interested me is you had a few ups and downs in your early adult life. And then you had a really successful marriage and you had a child. And then suddenly you got hit by fibromyalgia. So how did that affect you? Oh, that was the game changer. It... Um, because fibromyalgia, it, you just, 
it, it actually deals with all your emotional selves. It deals with all those lower feelings. And you hit fibromyalgia, you like, I would sleep 16, 18 hours a day because I had no energy to get up. And when I got up, it take me hours to get dressed. It take me hours to just do what somebody would normally do. So it was really a life-changing event because I was a worker. I was like, do, 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 do. And it's like, all of a sudden now I'm floored. I can barely move and I'm raising my daughter and I'm feeling unsatisfied about how I'm having to raise her because I don't have the strength or the energy to do so. And, um, but I'm that type of person that I know that I can find my answer, but it took me about 15 years to find it. Wow. <laughs> and, and it happened because you go to doctors and they don't know anything about the illness and it, because it's invisible and nobody can see it. They can't test it. They can't, you know, pinpoint it it's just a, a, a form of elimination well it's not this it's not this it's not this it's not this so it must be that so I read this book and I don't know the title of it but it was written in the 1800s in the like 1898 or something towards the end and it was talking about how women were uh, it had a different uh, name to the illness at that time but it had something in there that had said the reason why that um, these women at that time, and I'm sure men do have fibromyalgia too, but they were talking about women in the book, how it was because they were misaligned to their life story. It was like, they're supposed to be living this, our thought process goes, oh, this life is this way. But all of a sudden you get into this story that we've been raised or taught and we're living this other story. And we don't know how to flip it around. We don't know that we're, how to get to that other side we got stuck into listening to what mom and dad said this is the way life is and this is the way you're going to live it and this is the way it is and that's when a light bulb went on I'm going oh well that's where I'm good at I'm good at taking somebody's story and flipping it around so I need to go into me and start taking my life story and and flipping those emotional feels around so I'm feeling better with the outcome that's an actual internal, the in, inside has to feel better with that story, not just like you can just write a new story. <laughs> and through that, um, that's where I started my business is like, I'm really good at this. And um, starting the business is kind of helping me get out of my fibromyalgia mode because it allows me to use my gifts and my gifts are that I know how to communicate and I know how to speak good and I know how to um, find that better story. Mm -hmm. So would you would you say that in your particular case it was the fibromyalgia that that kind of set things off and it kind of this book actually told you that okay there's more to this uh, you, it's about searching within and, and really living your life's purpose. But would you agree that it's not necessarily just like the fibromyalgia is one thing, but there's so many different other symptoms that people can experience through life, such as anxiety and depression and, and just, just feeling so out of sorts and out of touch with their lives. And they can't identify what that is. Um, that's all part of it too. Yes, it, yes. Um, fibromyalgia, I would say you get to experience all those lower emotional feelings. And what I mean by lower emotional feelings, if it's below the feeling of love, then we're suffering. 
because it's it's love those feelings from love and above is what gives us life that love and joy and excitement and happiness that's how we have life and when we're sad and we're miserable or we don't feel good enough that you know i can't perform the way i'm supposed to or you know or you feel rejected or you feel like a failure all those feelings make us it really robs our life away <clears throat> so what i learned through the fibromyalgia is like it's almost like my prize package because I got to experience a lot of those lower emotions to be able to flip my own story around to know that I'm able to help others to do the same with them. So once you'd seen the light, pardon the pun, um, how did you turn that now into, you knew you had the skill, but you developed that into a much better skill to help other people and then into a business. So how did you go about doing that? Well, let's see, when I was, uh, before I got sick, I, I used to read uh, uh, the book, uh, You Can Heal Your Life from Louise Hay. And at, when I was sick, there, it was years later, I found a, a podcast show, which was by Summer McStravick. <clears throat> and um, she's talking about the emotional self and she's doing her way of um, taking that emotion and bringing a better feeling forward. And I'm going, so she kind of, by watching what she was doing, it kind of gave me the idea as I knew I wanted to work with people's emotional selves. So let's bring that emotion and bring it up forward. And at that time, that was about five years ago, four or five years ago, I go, I want to do a podcast show and I want to do this, but part of, I had to heal myself enough to be able to have the energy to do that. Um, so that's how I started, like, I can create a business out of what I'm doing, and I can create the business at home where I can operate on my level, I can operate at my pace. So if I'm going to have a day that I don't feel well, I don't have to perform on that day. Um, but when I'm coaching, I can perform every day. <laughs> mm -hmm. Very good. Very good. So how did you come up with the name Gypsy Medicine Woman? Well, <laughs> Well, I have a few names. My um, To come in, I'm a flipping life cheerleader. That's because I'm flipping your life story around. And I'm the cheerleader. I'm drawing you on. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm drawing you forward into your better life. And um, what the gypsy medicine woman, what happened is like, okay, I have this business idea. How else can I get myself out there? How can I keep putting myself out there so people can see me? And it was, oh, I would say almost 30 years ago, somebody had a deck of cards. They were reading my cards. I was having my tarot cards read. And, and it was from some guy that was trying to tell me that I, I liked him and I was supposed to be in this circle with the friends of him. And I'm going, that's not true. But so I asked, I want my own deck of cards. And, and that first deck of cards was called a gypsy medicine woman. Hmm. And, and, <laughs> and I did find out at that time that, um, that the guy was telling me lies because he was just telling me his story. So right away, I was able to see the truth. And I did put the cards away through my first, for, through this marriage that um, I had my child with because my husband didn't like the cards. So I just put them away. And this is where the fibromyalgia started because I had gotten into this marriage and my husband didn't like me doing the cards. So I put them away. I tucked it under the, you know, it's like taking your gift and putting it under the carpet. And I was a massage therapist and he didn't like me massaging other men because he thought <laughs> the 
the worst. And I'm going, so I, I took my schooling years and I said, fine, I won't do it because you don't like it. And all of that really devastated me by doing that because then I'm saying, I'm not good enough to be me, to do the things that I'm good at. So Gypsy Medicine Women started with the name of the first deck of cards I had, but I also am out in the road all the time traveling like a gypsy. And I'm, I call myself a medicine woman because I am out there hel helping heal people's life stories, flipping them around. I mean, so I mean, they have a life to live instead of just grieving or being miserable or just like feeling like it's not worth, it's like, I don't know what to do. Maybe some, I like, I worked with a family that lost um, their, she lost her husband, but she had four kids. So there's five of them grieving and it was three years ago. And they were just still like not able to make movement. So I invested my time into that family to help all five members relieve the, the um, grieving depth that they were in to put it at a level so they can at least grieve and operate instead of grieve and feel like that, you know, you died. <laughs> So two questions in one. First one is a very simple answer. Do you um, see as many men for treatment as women? Um, let's see. Now, the life story I went through here, what, I have to go back a little bit because okay. my life story I went through here is I've just gone through a, a divorce of 22 years of being married. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, it's still a little hard. And but um that when I was with him, it's women, 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 because when he didn't like me operating with the men, I closed that door. Of course, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. So what's happened since that, since we've gone our separate ways, and it's, it's, it's a good thing. We've gone our separate ways because he wants me to grow and I want to grow. It's not like that we hate each other or anything. Sure. It's just like we both see where stagnant came in and we said, okay, let's release this. You know, it's like probably the easiest um, divorce to go through, even though it's still very challenging <laughs> because we're doing it together. We're working together with it. So um, I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> well, well let, me, let, me, let me refine or rephrase the question. So it was a little bit open-ended. What I'm getting at is given the generally accepted convention that men tend to throttle down their emotions far more than women, I okay. would guess women are more receptive to talking to you than men. Is, is that true or is that changing? That is changing. I mean, because once I close the door to my relationship, then like all of a sudden, let me see the the um, the men, the masculine side. It's like mm -hmm. when they're coming, when we connect, it's they have their same stories as the women do. They go through grief. They go through anger. They go through resistance. And it is the life story that we fed ourselves to why we're going through that. And when they're coming into my um, circle, they're ready for growth. And I just happen to know how to gift them that. So, so give us a couple of inside secrets there. Um, how, and obviously you gotta be careful. You can't use examples, but how do you go about flipping somebody's story? First, you've got to uncover the story, correct? Normally, people tell me their stories right up front because people like to tell you about themselves. 
Sure. And like, um, oh, like two weeks ago, I had the cable man come in here and, you know, he's putting the cable in, but within five minutes, he came in depressed. He came in not happy. He came in overworked, overwhelmed. And I could feel that. And I just um, started talking to him about how life uh, was. Within five minutes, whatever came about in that story, I was able to give him a better light. And he goes, wow, I don't know what you do, but you sure did make me happy. And you made me feel like I have a better life to go out that door and live once I leave. It was just like, I'm going, okay. So my gift is not just for women. It was only for women because I was married to someone that didn't feel comfortable with me having relationships with men, even though it wasn't that type of relationship. <laughs> right. No, I'm with you. Okay. No, that, that's interesting. That's very interesting. So, and then uh, earlier, uh, about eight months ago, I had someone that um, had lost their home in the fire and lost her, um, their their maid of 10 or 12 years. And it was still, again, within five minutes of them telling me their story, I was able to uh, give them the wisdom that they needed so they could feel strong and secure with their story. And I actually have a testimony from that person. Oh, good. Very good. Interesting. So, Cynthia, if, if I'm a client uh, and I call you up and I'm, I'm seeking your help, can you walk me through what as a client, I might expect during that particular session with you or sessions? <laughs> well, it's pretty much just a conversation. You're going to talk to me about your story and I'm going to talk to you about my story. And, um, or maybe I don't talk to you about my story. I hear your story and I hear the pains in the story. And right away, I just take the story that they're telling me and reword it into a story that's still the same story. I haven't changed the story around. What I did is I changed the feeling that people are having within the story that they're feeding themselves. So it's just a natural conversation that we have and um, then they start talking and I give them my wisdom and through that wisdom, it relieves them of, of the pressure that they put themselves under. And I also, um, I always allow them to give me a call back if they get stuck again, like if they had an hour consultation with me and they don't have another one for another week or two and they get stuck in between that and it's three o'clock in the morning and they just don't know what to do, they can call me and say, hey, Cynthia, I'm stuck at this and I'll, I will be there for them to help them get unstuck. Okay. Can you tell us about your happiness coaching program? Yes, my happiness coaching program, that's what this is all about. My, my whole theme is, the only reason why I do the Gypsy Medicine Woman is I put that on YouTube to touch the audience out there so people can see a happy story because that's all I can find in those cards is a happy story. Even though I see the garbage, what I do with the garbage is we learn from that, we grow from that. And so I take that and I flip it into a, a better story. That's why I have the Gypsy Medicine Woman, where I have my YouTube channel, and that's the name of the YouTube channel, is to help them lighten the load. Now, when it comes to uh, the happiness coaching program, well, that's my main, that's what I do, is flip people's stories around so they can gain momentum and operate life and live their life today instead of uh, trying to dig themselves <laughs> out of that misery program. Ah, good. 
Here's one for you that I just come to mind while you were answering Kathleen's question. Do you see a lot of difference in the type of stories over the generations? So do you find that the pain points or the, the things that are causing the pain are similar in 20-year-olds to 50-year-olds? Or, or is there a progression as the generations get older? I think it's the, I think it's the same. I, I, I know that we're going through different things, but it's still the confusion underneath it that we mm -hmm. suffer from. Okay. And yes, so I, okay. I, I, I know that the generations are different, but when it comes to the emotional self, the emotions still remain the same. Sadness is sadness, grieving sure. is grieving, disappointment is disappointment, you know, jealousy is jealousy. What about um, receptiveness to your, your help? Do you find the younger, pe younger people more open, um, less uh, closed emotionally than older or not necessarily? Well, if they come my way, that means that they're ready. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, of course. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's a, uh, my, my, um, my clientele is between the ages of 35 and 45. That's my biggest clientele mm -hmm. because that's when you've gotten, you know, I'm just trying, I'm trying and I haven't done this. But I do have some that are in their teenage years and some in their 20s that, you know, are going, you know, life isn't quite feeling as good as I feel like it's supposed to feel. And it's like, good, I, you're right here in the right place at the right time. And I'm going to help you feel better so you can feel your life and live your life and give your life balance and a dream. And, and once you get old like me, then it, the die is pretty much cast. So you, you're beyond, beyond help or not necessarily? Uh, I don't believe that's true because I do have some people that are older that are in the middle of flipping their life stories around so they can feel better internally. I, I just don't, um, you have to want to change. You have to, sure, sure. if you don't want it, then there's nothing I can do for you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I was just asking tongue in cheek there and just winding up a little bit. I, I have no problem. Uh, my life changes all the time. <laughs> but I'm so lucky that do, doing this, Kathleen and I get me to meet all sorts of interesting people like you. And I tell you what, it really keeps us uh, happy and uh, open minded and excited about life. So so thank you for joining us today. That was, that was really good. Uh, I've got what, it's I have nice another quick one. Okay, it is nice to be able to communicate with others, people, you know. Of course, of course. So, so my quick one for you is, um, have you seen a lot of people, what's the word for it, um, feeling more depressed during the whole shutdown, coronavirus shutdown situation? Or what's your take I, on that one? I see more people, I see love, okay. I see more people investing in themselves more than ever before. Mm -hmm. I see more people saying hi. I see more people smiling. I see more people interested in themselves than before the uh, pandemic. It was like we were so busy and so lost and we couldn't even figure out who we were. Right, right, right. So I, I look at the pandemic, even though it has a lot of uh, downside on it, I see a lot of so much positive. Good. No, that's good. Well, we're just about uh, out of time, Cynthia. Can you tell people how they can uh, reach you? Well, my uh, email is probably the best way to reach me. And that's at info at flippin. And we spell that F-L-I-P-N, life cheerleader. In, yep. yeah, flippin. Uh, it's not I-N-G. You know, it's, I shortened it. 
So it's F-L-I-P-N and then lifecheerleader.com. Okay. And if they want to uh, actually uh, invest, if they want to look into the happiness program, then that's uh, flip and happy. And it's still F-L-I-P-N, happy. And then it's yep. dot, dot G-R-A dot com. And I have my program on that. Sorry, flippin' happy dot what? G-R-A. G-R-8. G-R-8. Great. Okay. Dot com. Got it. Yes. Got it. Yes. Okay. So we can put those up on the website. That's, and then, and which is your main website? Flipping Happy or Flipping Life Cheerleader? Neither one of them are my main webpage. My webpage is actually just my name, CynthiaToet.com. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Yes. So shall we put that on as well? Yes, that would be the web page. They, they can find out everything about me. They can see how I've gotten up on stage and I felt like I was at home. <laughs> and yeah, and they can see uh, that they can see uh, my YouTube channel goes on there and I do some blogging on there. So my um, web page is where you find out about me. That's and we've been there and it's we're telling our audience from us. It's really interesting. So go go to Cynthia toet.com and have a look and find out all about the gypsy woman medicine women and how to flip your life around so, that's it <laughs> thanks Cynthia. well done well thank you very much you two for having me on your show i really 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 appreciate it and it's been fun yeah oh, well it was Just our pleasure you. cynthia thank you and thank you all so very much for tuning in to our show we so appreciate you we love reading your comments so please keep them coming and if anyone out there is interested in being a guest on the show please don't hesitate to reach out to either peter or myself and until next time bye-bye